Uh, welcome to another episode of Talk to the Experts. I'm David Curtin. Over the last uh, number of weeks, we've been introducing you to AgriCity. As a matter of fact, uh, we've uh, had some AgriCity experts uh, on talking about uh, ways in which you can most efficiently and most affordably uh, grow a great canola crop. Uh, we had an amazing uh, session uh, with all the technology that is uh, used on farms uh, through AgriCity as well in the weeks past. Today we're going to be talking about glyphosate resistance and pre-seed burn products. And to help me with that is Tyler Gullen. Tyler is the agronomy manager for AgriCity Crop and Nutrition. How are you doing, Tyler? I'm fantastic. And yourself? I'm, I'm great. I'm, I'm excited to be learning about this. This is a learning experience for me <laughs> uh, to uh, learn about how we can uh, deal with glyphosate resistance. So tell tell the listeners, first of all, exactly what you do with AgriCity. Sure. So I oversee the technical training and support for you know both our uh, sales staff as well as our farmer customers. So I spend a lot of time answering questions about our products and how they work and uh, exactly how to use them. In addition, AgriCity also has a written and published product performance guarantee that mm -hmm. uh, was listed on our website and our product guide. And so I kind of oversee that as well. So in the, the very small percentage of times where there's issues with performance, then I'll work the grower customers to, to hash out a solution for that. But people should know that that's a very important part of the packaging when you read <laughs> those words because uh, you've got that. It's basically a guarantee you've got on there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, yeah, it's an exciting addition that yeah. uh, we have now. And uh, yeah, it's nice that uh, when you call in, you you will get an actual person on the line. That'll be myself. So. Okay. Well, today we're talking about glyphosate uh, re resistance. What's the current status of, of glyphosate resistance in Canada? So glyphosate has been obviously a very important and effective tool, uh, both in Canada and all around the world for decades now. Um, but kind of a, as a result of the pressure of using it so much over such a long period of time, we're starting to see some weeds pop up showing resistance to mm. it uh, around the world. And that's not exclusive to glyphosate. I mean, you put enough selection pressure on anything and right. you start to see resistance. So there's a fascinating example in, uh, in Asia and in rice where there's certain grass weeds that have started to change to look more like rice so that it'll, to try and trick the hand weeders. So it's actually become resistant to hand weeding. So, Holy smokes. I mean, yeah, exactly. You apply pressure to anything and it'll start to, to start to try and find a way around it. So, uh, um, yeah, so there's about 40 resistant weeds around, 40 weeds resistant to glyphosate around the world right now. Um, a lot more, you know, in the United States where they, you know, their crop rotations aren't quite as uh, wide as ours. Mm -hmm. and they use a lot more glyphosate. They, they see a lot more down there. But currently we have about six main weeds resistant to glyphosate in Canada. So that's Canada fleabane, giant ragweed, and common ragweed in Ontario. Some tall water hemp in Ontario and Manitoba. And then kochia is the big one that we're starting to see out in the prairies. And then I'd also include volunteer canola, you know, Roundup Ready canola that... Uh, when it's not being grown in the crop, is being seen as a glyphosate-resistant weed as well. So that's that's fascinating, first of all, how they can change like that. What is it about kochia, though, that makes it such a difficult weed? Yeah, I think there's a number of factors. Um, you know, it's a very hardy weed. Um, it's a very narrow application window to control with a lot of different uh, chemical herbicides. So a lot of different chemicals will you know, list on their product label as controlling only up to six inches uh, in, in height for the kochia, which is still pretty early and pretty small plants. So... Um, you know, if a guy's chased out of the, the field with weather, it can be pretty big by the time you actually get into your in-crop application uh, and pretty tough to control. It's also a tumbleweed, so any misses that uh, you have out in the fields then can create a bigger problem in a hurry. Oh, right. So, you know, something like a wild oat will just drop its seed right in that field versus kosher can tumble and travel a long way spreading its seed, not only in that one field, but across more of your fields or your neighbors as well. So, 
um, that makes it a bit of a challenge too. First glyphosate resistant weed, uh, first, first glyphosate resistant kochia was found in uh, southern Alberta only a few years ago, but now it's uh, you know widespread as far as uh, Manitoba. A lot of the fields are showing glyphosate resistance as well. Just it travels with that wow, western wind. Fast. So yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, wind, yeah. yeah. Um, and not only that, but a single plant can produce, you know, up to 25,000 seeds per plant. So that's uh, hmm. a, lot of, a lot of plants that can get out of control in a hurry. So all this makes it really tough enough to control. But then not only that, we're seeing a lot of resistance to group 2 and 4 chemistry as well. And, and some populations just into 2, 4, and 9 herbicide groups. So, um, yeah, it definitely makes it uh, a challenge on a lot of farms. Yeah, kochia is our enemy. It is, yeah. <laughs> so what options do our farmers have to, to control this weed? It definitely sounds daunting with all the info yeah. I gave, but uh, you know, there still are a lot of good uh, chemical options even. So um, with any weed, it's good to rotate effective modes of action mm-hmm. to uh, try and get control of it and, and prevent it from becoming resistant to even more groups. Um, so in my opinion, you know, as we talked about earlier, the larger the kochia gets, the more difficult it is to control. So it's a great idea to get in there and your pre-seed burn if you can and really get under control while it's small. That's right. going to be your best your best bet. Um, so, you know, AgriCity has, has options like Revenge, which is uh, the Carfentrazone, same active ingredient as AIM, and it's a group 14 that has great kochia activities. So it's a great addition to your glyphosate pre-seed burndown. Get that effective mode of action on it, even if it's resistant to group 2, 4, and 9. Um, this product definitely, you know, essentially has zero soil activity as well. So it's a great fit in front of some of the crops that, you know, can be a little dicey with some residual Mm -hmm. chemistry, such as lentils and things like that, or canola. So, um, it's a great option. Another option we have is Revenge B with AgriCity. So that's the Carfentrazone or the AIM, just like the Revenge, but adds in that Bromoxynil, the same active ingredient as partner. So you're getting that group six and that group 14 that are both still effective on resistant kochia. Um, same thing, essentially zero soil activity, so it's a great option in front of uh, canola and getting those two modes of action that are effective, uh, both contact herbicides that uh, you can, you know, once the kochia gets a little bit bigger, you'll have some good control of it there. I'm talking uh, today with uh, Tyler Gullen. He's the agronomy manager uh, for AgriCity uh, Crop and uh, Nutrition. And by the way, if you ever have a question uh, for Tyler, all you have to do is give him a call at one 844 269 3276 1-844-269-3276, or go to the website, agricity.com. Uh, so we, we talked about before the crop is there, uh, Tyler, and that sounds great, but are there still <laughs> options to control kochia co- in crop? Yeah, there are, and uh, it talks about, you know, get your crop off to a great start, that'll go a long way, uh, but there are still a lot of options in many crops as well, so I guess we could start with cereals. So, you know, while some populations, as we talked about, are resistant to all three of group two, four, and nine, um, there's a lot of populations that are only resistant to one or two groups within that. So, you know, maybe resistant to group two and nine, but the group four still work, or, you know, two and four, but the group nine still works. So it really comes down to the population that uh, the farmers are dealing with on their specific farm. That being said, in addition, group four resistance tends to be a little more complicated than some of the other groups. So group fours tend to mimic plant hormones. And so, you know, something like uh, a group one herbicide that acts on a specific enzyme, group four tends to affect a bunch of different pathways in the plant. So, um, you know, it might affect two or three different pathways. So and there's differences between the group fours. So something a lot of the time researchers when they talk about group four resistant kochia kind of have in brackets dicamba afterwards because that's really where the the resistance resistance is um, but a different group four like fluoxapir uh, may still be effective on that population fluoxapir is a great tool for controlling kochia has 
awesome activity on it. So mm. got a little bit plant nerdy there for a minute, but uh, <laughs> you know, we can get back into uh, a little bit some some of the product information. So you know, with fluoroxapyr being such a good tool, a lot of different products have different amounts of fluoroxapyr within them. So it's kind of important to keep that in mind when you're when you're looking at them. That the more fluoroxapyr you have, the greater control and the coach is going to be. Okay. Um, so for example, Foxy CM from Agri City has the same active ingredients as Prestige. There's a very high level of fluoroxapyr in there when it's sprayed at the full high rate. Um, but then there's also a lot of other products, maybe a little less fluoroxapyr in them, but still with uh, a fairly high amount, but slightly less. So for example, Foxy Pro, which uh, has the same active ingredients as Octane, which has been a very popular product, um, or Foxy Buck M, which is the same ingredients as Enforcer M. Both of those still have a really good level of fluoroxapyr in them to get that kosher control. There's also then, you know, kind of next level down, products like Foxy R, which is the same actives as Barricade 2. It's a great product for a lot of different weeds, but a little less fluoroxapyr in it. So if kochia is really your main driver weed, then might not be the fit for your farm. Hmm, okay. uh, might be better to go to something with a little more fluoroxapyr in it. But as I said, there's uh, that has a different weed spectrum. So there's a lot of farms where that spectrum will actually work really well on, on what they have too. So all these rates can be a bit of a challenge to, to kind of figure out and calculate out. So, uh, you know, if you need help trying right. to figure out what uh, what exact product uh, would be the best for your farm, as you say, definitely give us a call at 1-844-269-3276, and we can definitely walk you through all those options too, or see our website at agricity.com. Right. Now, let's talk about, uh, you know, in terms of canola. What decisions uh, do you use? Uh, I guess it's going to be based... Uh, Around the herbicide system that you'd be using, right? Yeah, exactly. So obviously, you know, Roundup Ready Canola, if you've got glyphosate-resistant kochia, may not be the best option for you. But a lot of that decision comes down to the rotation on your farm and the genetics that you're looking at using as well. So will be a little tricky. But, uh, you know, definitely if you get that good pre-burn that we talked about, mm-hmm. it's, it's manageable as well. And, you know, I should mention as well, some of the Ag Canada research has shown that this glyphosate-resistant kochia is... Um, you know, can be resistant to, you know, three to five times or even higher levels of glyphosate than, you know, you're putting down now, as in it would take, you know, five times the the effective rate to actually get a little activity on it. So options like TruFlex canola, even where you can up your glyphosate rate, probably aren't the best fit either. So it's really a good idea to get that good pre-burn with some different modes of action in. So Revenge B, as we talked about, Carfentrazone, group 14 active Mm -hmm. ingredient, plus the bromoxanil, the group six, safe before canola, because it was essentially zero soil activity. So great way to get your Roundup Ready canola off to a great start. And Clearfield canola is going to be the similar situation with a lot of the kosher being group two resistant. It's going to be a little tough as well, so great idea to get that Revenge B uh, down with your glyphosate as the pre-seed burn to, to try and get the kochia out of the field early. So then if you move on to Liberty Link canola, that may be a little better option if you've got some glyphosate-resistant kochia in your fields. So you're getting that group 10 glufosinate um, that you can have in there that's still effective on those kochia populations right now. So AgriCity has our product called Vigor, same active ingredient as the Liberty 150 SN. So it's you know a great option to, to get canola in those Liberty Link crops. When you're using that, you know, I usually recommend to go with the split application of the Liberty in-crop. Get in there early, get the kosher well out small, and then if you uh, get a few more flushing plants, you can come back in with that second application and, and clean up whatever has come since your first application as it is a contact herbicide and, and won't have any residual. You know, the other issue with that, uh, if you go with a single application, if been a couple tough springs here for people yeah. that if you get chased out of the field with weather with that first application, have to delay it later, then that coach is going to be getting pretty big and uh, a little tougher to kill. So, so yes, yeah, so if you're using the system, the 
pre-seed plus your in-crop vigor application, you know, you're able to get four effective modes of action on the kosha in that one field in uh, in that one on that one acre in that one year. So it's it's a great option for trying to control that group two four nine resistant kosha. So that's canola. Pulse crops a little more tricky. They are, yeah. So the the in-crop options are a little tricky with pulse crops as well. We've relied a lot on group twos in our pulses in Western Canada. And a lot of those really aren't effective on kosher anymore. It just makes it a little tough. So, um, you know, it's, again, even more important to get that pre-seed burn down with some different modes of action. So something like our Revenge um, has the Carfenter Zone, that group 14. Um, we also have that, you know, so that'll work really well with the lack of soil residual in front of uh, something like lentils. Um, but for something like flax and peas, AgriCity has Revenge M, which is the Carfenter Zone, Group 14, plus uh, MCPA. And so uh, you can get that Group 4 in as well and follow up with planting peas after that to get a couple modes of action with your glyphosate. And if anybody has any questions, of course, they can give you a call. The number to call is uh, 1-844-269-3276. I'm talking uh, with Tyler Gullen. He's the agronomy manager uh, for AgriCity Crop and Nutrition. And if you have any questions, give him a call at that number. That number again, one 844 269-3276. And of course, you can always go to agricity.com. Back with Tyler on Talk to the Experts right after this on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. We're back with Talk to the Experts, back with Tyler Gullen. He's the agronomy manager for uh, AgriCity Crop and uh, Nutrition. And anytime you ever want to uh, ask a question of Tyler, you can call him at 1 844 269 3276. 1 844 269 3276. Or you can learn more about what we're talking about here at agricity.com. Uh, so we've been uh, talking a lot, uh, Tyler, about uh, kosher. Uh, what other options are out there to deal with kosher? Yeah, well, the one nice thing about kosher is that uh, it's kind of almost a weak spot, I guess, is the seed's only viable for a very short time in the soil. So a lot of the seed after one or two years um, won't be able to germinate and grow anymore. So, you know, if you can get it under control for a couple of years, it'll go a long ways uh, towards managing that problem. And so you're able to kind of effectively use your crop rotations as well. So some of the pulse crops, where there's more limited options. You know, if you can delay those and, uh, you know, lengthen out your rotations a little bit more, you can get it under control in some other crops. And uh, that should be good all right so what options are there out there for uh, for glyphosate resistance volunteer canola yeah so i think a lot of the same uh concepts apply you know it can be less of a pain than the kosher just because it's resistant to, to fewer chemistry groups but um you know in years like this where the harvest has has been so rough and there's so much canola still sitting out there in swaths that uh i think this year in particular is going to be a, a bit of a pain for volunteer canola to to get that under control as well so i think 2020 is a great year to try and add additional uh modes of action into your pre-seed burn as we talked about uh to get that under control as well so definitely the products we talked about um you know such as uh revenge b that has that uh carfenter zone in it the group 14 as well as the group 6 bromoxynel um, that'll work really well on volunteer canola um, and uh, uh, get it when it's small or large, you know, a little larger and uh, without soil residual so you aren't um, mm. uh, hurting your crops as well. Um, you know, I think another, so that works well in the pulses, but there's some other good options too, especially when you move to cereals. Um, so a lot of the group two chemistry as well will have some soil residual uh, for the flushing volunteer canola. So, um, you know, for example, um, you know, something like uh, uh, 
uh, the Core X2. This is, uh, you know, we have a, AgriCity has a product called Pilot that has the same active ingredients. It's a great fit in the brown soil zone. has the dicamba plus the florazolam. And that florazolam is going to give you a bit of a residual window for some flushing canola um, to allow you to, to get into your in-crop application and uh, get that canola under control. Um, you know, more in the black soil zone, we have products like Empower Extra or Battlefront from uh, AgriCity. Both those have the same active ingredients as Express and Prepass, and you know they should give you 14 to 21 days of residual control on your volunteer canola, depending on your soil conditions and weather and everything like that too. Um, so that'll give you a lot more flexibility in your time to then come back into your in-crop application and have that volunteer canola still at a stage to be to be controlled. Um, so you know there's a lot of options available depending where your farm is and the other weeds that you're dealing with as well. Um, so definitely give us a call 1-844-269-3276 and we can help you figure it out and go through all the options that you have to, to add to your glyphosate in the spring. So that's, that's uh, I guess, b- before it becomes a crop. Once it becomes a crop, what are some of the in-crop options for volunteer canola control? Yeah, so same thing. There's uh, a lot of great options uh, when you get into, into the crop. Obviously, Roundup Ready Canola is going to be a, a little tricky to get those volunteers out. Um, but in the other crops, I think there's a lot of good options. So in peas, you know, group two, such as Ninja from City, which has the same active as Odyssey, that'll have really nice control of this weed uh, in, your, in your pulses there too. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of options in cereals. As we talked about, some of those group twos will have a, a great activity on the volunteer canola. Um, you know, we've got a, a ton of different products depending on what other spectrum you have. So just to name a few, you know, Foxy R has the same ingredients as Barricade, as we talked about. Um, you know, Foxy Pro RX has the same active ingredients as Retain. Or Foxy Thief has the same activity as Travalis. So, you know, a lot of these products that work well in, on different weed spectrums and different farms, we probably have... Uh, you know some good uh, some good products that'll have activity on those weeds. Um, you know someone doesn't like kind of those group two residual chemistries. We have other other great options such as Fox CCM, same actives as Prestige XC that'll have awesome activity on that volunteer canola as well as another wide spectrum of weeds too. So, um, yeah, we can definitely work with you to find something that'll work great on your farm. Um, when it comes to Liberty Link canola, that's you know another great option to control glyphosate resistant canola as the group ten will control that. Um, and again, I like to recommend the split application when you're growing Liberty Link canola to come in with AgriCity's Vigor product, same as Liberty, same active ingredients as Liberty, mm-hmm. um, to come in, get that you know, early flush of canola early on, and then come back with your second application to clean up any, any flushing canola. So that'll work really well there. I think another factor as well with volunteer canola control is there's some new varieties that are resistant to both glyphosate and glufosinate. Um, so volunteer cleanup within that canola gets to be a little tricky. So I think that's another um, area where something like a group two chemistry is your pre-burn to get that residual control. That volunteer canola is going to be going to be really big going forward if you're growing those varieties on your farm. Great information on this. Tyler, thanks for this. No, it's been great. Uh, Tyler Gullen is the agronomy manager for AgriCity Crop and Nutrition. And if you want to get a hold of him, his number is one 844 Two six nine three two seven six one eight four four two six nine three two seven six, and you can get more information by uh, visiting agricity.com. I'm David Curtin. You've been listening to Talk to the Experts on nine eighty CJME and six fifty CKOM.